Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. But uh, I believe I set myself in agreement with Miss Tracy that uh, this is a night of declaring. This is a night of speaking. In fact, is that not what our pastor, founding senior pastor, taught us on Sunday morning? It's all about what we believe and what we speak. What a powerful message. It was so good to hear from him on Sunday morning. And we're going to be hearing from him uh, from more often, I believe, now. And Miss Cammie, I know she'll be back in the pulpit, too, uh, as the Lord leads. And so I just believe this year is going to be a great year. We're just going to go ahead and declare that right now. It already is. Can I share with you a praise report before we get into the word? I want to ask you to go with me to James chapter 3. And while you're turning there, Mr. Albert Castleberry that's sitting back there in the back, he wanted to give a praise report tonight that yesterday at the hospital, he rang the bell being cancer-free. Hallelujah. And I asked him to make sure that was all right to share that praise report But uh, he was diagnosed, as you know, many of you know, with throat cancer and uh, a few months back. And after some treatment and radiation and chemo, he is cancer-free. But also we laid hands on him and anointed him with oil and prayed and believed, spoke. We believed and we spoke over him according to the word. And we we are just thankful that uh, he's healed. Amen. Praise God for that. Well, I want to just begin reading James chapter 3. I want to just share with you, as you know, as we are at the onset of a brand new year, I believe that uh, we want to share some things with you that will really just help set you on the right course for this brand new year. And so I'm thankful that the Lord will help us do that. And the, the Lord just took me to James, the book of James, and gave me some things that I just want to share with you. Uh, that I believe will help you in this new year, just launching out and setting out on the right course and to receive all that God has already purposed for you this year. So I want to just begin reading James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. I'm going to read a few verses if you'll just follow with me. Who is wise and understanding among you? This is James writing to the church. We're going to talk about wisdom tonight. I believe one of the greatest things that we could bring into this new year is for you and I to walk with a greater level of wisdom. And I'm not just talking about intellect alone. It is not something that we just gain through experience and human intellect. That may be part of it, but I believe at its core, we're going to learn tonight that wisdom, wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from one place. And so that's what I want to really focus on tonight. In fact, if I was to give this message a title, it would be wisdom from above. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility, watch this now, that comes from what? Wisdom. Now let me stop right there and just help you with your understanding of this passage. James, the the uh, theologians tell us he is one of the his books is one of the most practical books in the new testament and also when you read the very first verse in James chapter 1 I'll just read it to you James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ 
to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. So he's writing to the church, but notice it's important when you study your Bible to understand who's writing, who he's writing to, and the time in which it was written. So my focus for tonight is for us to see what is going on during this time as he is writing to the church. Well, we can find it in James 1.1. If you'll look with me, it says that during this time, the church was scattered abroad. They were scattered among the nations, which means they were facing challenging times. Does that not correlate with where we are today, facing challenging times? But yet, the good news is that we can walk with a godly wisdom. Yes, during this time that we're living in, challenging times. And we can, by walking in wisdom, we can show that we have a good life. I'm here to tell you, you can live a good life this year. I don't know what the enemy has been trying to lie to you about, but I want to go ahead and declare, according to James 3, you can live a good life by just understanding how we can achieve that by simply walking in the wisdom of God. Let him show it. Who's wise among you? Let him show it by his good life. Come on. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Now watch this. He gets a little deeper into it. Verse 14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Verse 15. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. James just kind of makes it plain. He don't mix his words. In verse 16, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find, listen to this, disorder and every evil practice. Are we not witnessing in this time disorder and every evil practice? Why is that? Because as a whole, many people are choosing to do what James said here. Instead of walking in godly wisdom, we're walking in the wisdom of the world. Selfish ambition, just wanting to do what I want to do regardless of of what anybody says, regardless of what God's word says. I want to do what I want to do. That's selfish ambition in a nutshell. And the result of that, James tells us, that's not the wisdom from God. But it is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. And and when you walk that way, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Pastor Manny, that's not very positive. Well, let me keep going. The very next verse. But, let me flip it. But, the wisdom that does come from heaven. Hello, that's my focus. Not on what the world is doing, what on the world is saying. What is God saying? What is God doing? Well, we can find that in his word. We can find that by understanding what it truly means to just simply know, come to know the wisdom that comes from heaven. That's my title for tonight in verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, do you see that? Is first of all pure. I'm going to give you six keys to walking in godly wisdom. And James gives it to us right here in verse 17. The first one is, the wise have a pure heart. Are you just reading the word with me? But wisdom that comes from heaven is, watch this, first of all, number one, you can't get to two, three, four, and five, and six if you don't get one down. 
Number one, the wise have a pure heart. I'm just reading the word tonight. The wisdom that comes from heaven, this is what it looks like. It's first of all, pure. There it is. Then peaceful, peace-loving, excuse me, considerate, submissive, or yielding, your Bible may say, full of mercy and of good fruit, impartial and sincere, or another, your Bible may say, authentic. So I just gave you the six keys, and we're just going to walk them, walk through this verse, and I want to give you just touch a little bit on each one of these keys to walking in godly wisdom. And then verse 18, and where I'm going to stop, he just kind of wraps the whole thing up, and he says, peacemakers, that's one of the keys. Someone who is walking in godly wisdom likes peace, not contention. Not to be argumentative all the time. Godly wisdom, one of the signs, one of the keys is someone who pursues peace. And he said, now when that's who we are, peacemakers, watch this in verse 18, who sow in peace, watch this, raise or reap a harvest of righteousness. What's coming to you and I this year? I declare it now, Miss Tracy, just like you set this thing up. I believe the Holy Spirit set it up, but I want to declare to you, what are we going to reap and receive this year of 2021? A righteous a harvest of righteousness. Hallelujah. Cuz that's what James tells us. If we'll just simply walk in godly wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above. Yeah, and even in challenging times, I had to point that out. They were scattered. They were being challenged. They were being challenged because of their faith. But in all of that, James said, but you can live a good life if you just will walk in the wisdom of God. Hey, Paul even said, be very careful in Ephesians 5. The apostle Paul said, be very careful. Sounds like he's really trying to make a point to to the church at Ephesus. Be very careful, careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Watch this. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. In the midst of days that are evil, he says we can make the most of every opportunity. God is giving us opportunities this year, church, that we should be making the most of. If our focus is just on the right thing, on the fact that you and I don't have to live unwise, we can live wise, making the most of the opportunities that we've been given. But number one, here we go. It's all centered around Having a pure heart. Notice I didn't say it's not having a perfect heart. (laughs) Purity, a pure heart just means it's an attitude that just simply says, God, I just want to do what's right in your eyes. That's a pure heart. I just want to do what's right. I want to do what's pleasing in your sight. I want to follow your word. I want to live my life for you. That's what that really means. The wise have a pure heart. What does that mean? Well, one way we can look at it, some of us might have water purifiers at home. You know what that that does? That purifier will take all of the impurities out of your water at home, your tap water. And when you drink from that water after it has been purified, what happens? 
It's much better water, isn't it? it even ta- you, can, you can taste the difference. Why? Because the impurities have been taken out of it. To be pure just simply means to not have any impurities in it. When you talk about pure gold, that's 24 karat gold. Why is it pure? Why is 24 karat gold pure gold? Because it's not like 10 karat, 14 karat, and 18 karat because it has no other metals in it. It's pure gold. So that is what it really means to have a pure heart is to just simply not allow the imperfections of the world to contaminate our heart after we're born again. Notice, I'm not talking about behavior modification tonight. I'm not just trying, I'm not just teaching tonight how you can improve, have a better and more improved, better self. No, I'm talking about what really you don't get to wisdom until you first understand where it comes from. It comes from God, and we only walk in wisdom after we have truly been born again. I believe wisdom does not come until there is first a real transforming of the heart. And that's why James, right out of the gate, he said, if you really want to walk in wisdom, and I know you do, or you wouldn't be at church tonight. You're not satisfied with where you are, or you wouldn't be here tonight. But Paul breaks it, or excuse me, James tells us the first key is a pure heart. Just wanting to do what's right. And it comes from really not till after we allow the Lord to transform our life. Notice what I'm saying here now. That's really what it means to be a Christian. Christ-like. That's why Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So what does it mean to have a pure heart? I believe that's one way we can uh, uh, explain it and understand it. It's having a transformed heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to remove all of the impurities once we're born again. That's what it truly means to be a follower of Christ. See, I can prove it to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I didn't put it up on the screen, but just listen to me. Many of you could quote it. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone be in Christ, watch this. He is a new creation, right? The old is gone and what? The new has come. That is speaking of our born again experience. And it's speaking of real transformation, So that's why James, right out of the gate, he tells us the first step to walking in the wisdom of God is through a pure heart, a surrendered heart, a heart that is after God. Do you have a pure heart tonight? I believe if your heart is after God, if you truly have a heart to please him and serve him and live for him, hello, you have a pure heart. And that is what James said is one of the keys. In fact, it's the foundational key. Everything else builds off of this one key is having a pure heart. Let me just ask you this. How much of the world are we allowing in our lives? Ooh. There was a boy who, tell you a story, who was wanting to have a friend over, and there was this particular movie they were wanting to watch really bad. 
And he goes to his mother and he says, Mom, we really want to watch this movie. I want to invite my friend over. And it just has a few little bad parts in it. it just, it's just real quick. It just, you know, a little bit this and that. It's not real bad. It's, it's really a good movie once you just kind of get past all that. Would you just please let us watch it? Please, would you please just let, it, let us watch it? And the mother says, yes, okay, I'll let you watch it. Well, they're all excited. They're going to get to watch this movie. And the mom decides to bake some brownies for them while they're watching the movie. And what mama does, she goes as she's getting the, the brownie uh, mix ready and she's making the brownies, she goes outside to where the little weenie dog uh, outside does, does her thing out in the backyard. And she gets just a little bit of the poo. Can I say that in church in a polite, nice way? She, the mama gets a little bit of the poo from the weenie dog and puts a, just not, not a lot, just, just, I mean, just a little bit, not a lot at all. Just, I mean, just a little, they'll never know. Just a little bit, puts a little bit of that in the brownie mix. Puts those brownies in the oven, bakes it up, uh, ding, they're ready. She gets them out, lets them cool, takes them to the boys, and she gives the boys the brownies. But before she does, she says, wait a minute, let me just tell you, before I give you these brownies, they're all excited. They love those brownies. She said, but let me just tell you, before I give them to you, I went outside and got just a little bit of, you know, from you know who. But it's just a little bit. You won't even tell. You can't. You won't even be able to tell. It's just a little bit. My point is this. Just a little bit of poo. Can I say that in church? Just a, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit goes a long way. That's my point. How much? See, I think, I think this year would serve us well if we would just take the time and say, make it a goal this week. God, are you pleased with me watching that? Are you pleased with me doing that? Are you pleased with me listening to that? And I promise you, you don't have to have somebody tell you whether that's... <laughs> you want to know why? Because you have the Holy Spirit that will tell you. It's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Again, hello, not until we are born again. Then you have the Holy Spirit that is there to say, wait a minute, we shouldn't do that. Why? Because God wants us to walk, not just with a pure heart, but the reason for the pure heart, church, it leads to, it is, it is a foundational key for walking in wisdom. What is a good definition for the word wisdom? Can I give it to you? One definition for the word wisdom, according to the Bible, biblical wisdom is this. It is the ability to live life skillfully. It's the ability to live life skillfully. God wants us walking with a pure heart. Come on. Why? So we can live this life skillfully. So we can walk in his blessing. Yeah. Even when things seem to be getting crazy. We can walk in wisdom. And that wisdom church is what brings us to God's blessing. I told you. I showed you. James said you can live a good life. I'm telling you. I'm helping you tonight how to get there. How do we get there? From understanding wisdom that comes from above. Number two, let's keep going. The wise love peace. After he said, first of all, it's pure and then it's peace loving. It's peace loving. I touched on it a little bit. Those that walk in wisdom, they love peace. Not arguments. 
Well, wait a minute, Pastor Manny. Aren't we supposed to stand up for what's right? Sure we are. I'm all for conflict resolution. But church, you can only experience conflict resolution when both parties are willing to come together. (laughs) And there are some times when that is not going to happen. So what I'm trying to tell you tonight, I'm all for conflict resolution. But can I give you a whole nother level from conflict resolution? It's something called conflict revolution. It's when you understand if the other person is not going to get it together, I'm still going to choose to get it together for myself because I understand I love peace. I want to live in peace and I want to live In the blessing of the Lord. That's somebody who just walks in wisdom. Do you notice people like that? That they just love peace? You cannot get into one more conflict. Without your permission. (laughs) Do you love conflict? Do you love peace? I love peace. I'd rather choose peace. Hallelujah. Conflict can't, can't reign in your life without your permission. I just want, I'm just trying to help you get some wisdom for this year. Come on. Pursue peace. Love peace. And then the third one, after he said, first of all, purity and then peace, he said, be considerate. The, those that walk in wisdom are considerate. It's right there. I just read it to you. They are considerate. What does that mean to be considerate? Well, just to make it real plain, consider it. Those that are considerate, consider it. What I mean by that is it's coming to the place where we understand through godly wisdom that comes from above. Once you begin to walk with God and he begins to give you his wisdom and understanding. That's why in the book of Proverbs, it says, in all of your getting in this life, what did he say? Make sure you get what? Money? Nope. Make sure you get wisdom. And then there's another place in Proverbs where it says, wisdom is supreme. That's the most important thing is wisdom. And I want to help us tonight, church. Let's make the decision. And declare out of our mouth, this is my year that I will walk in wisdom. And I will allow the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. And I'll understand, I understand this year, I can walk in all that God has for me. But you won't get there without walking in wisdom. And the wisdom that comes from above. So what it simply means to be considerate is just consider it. What does that mean? What I'm trying, my point in that is it just simply, you come to the place in your life where you simply understand, I don't know everything. The only person that will not receive in this building tonight is the person, or maybe even watching online, is the person who believes they already know everything. He can't tell me nothing. That's the only person. That won't receive anything from God, from the word tonight. That's why he said, be considerate. Consider it. Consider the fact that you don't know everything. I don't know everything. But you know, a lot of people live like we know, like they know everything. 
And that's why the Bible says there's all kinds of disorder and evil practice. Because we just feel like, I know it all. But James says, be considerate. Consider it. Consider others. John Maxwell said this, give your thoughts a rest because you know them already. (laughs) I'm just trying to make my point. Give your thoughts a break. Have you ever just considered that? Give your thoughts a break because you already think them. I I mean, this is just real down-home practical. This, This will help us because there's a lot of people that aren't considerate. They don't consider it. They don't consider others. They don't consider the fact that there could be somebody that God's put in their life to really teach them truth and to help them get to a place where we can walk in, they can walk in godly wisdom. And then number four, I'm going to move quickly. Don't worry. I know it's Wednesday night. But number four kind of goes with number three. The wise are considerate, but number four, the wise are willing to yield. James said they're submissive. That's the fourth key to walking in godly wisdom is to the wise walk in submission or the wise are yielding. And when I studied this for tonight, it's like what I saw was even in the natural, when we are driving out on the, maybe out in Oklahoma City, and there's always, when you're coming onto the interstate, there's always that sign that you'll find that says yield. Anytime you're trying to come into oncoming traffic, there's something there. There's that yield sign that is there, and it's there for a reason, isn't it? So you will yield to the direction of the vehicles that are already in motion. Why? So that it can prevent an accident. And I just saw that. That life is the same way. If we're not willing to yield in life, when we see and truly see, what are you doing when you come to a yield sign? Well, you better be looking for oncoming traffic, right? That's the number one thing we do. Why? Because we don't want to go out. We have to submit, is what I'm trying to say, to the oncoming traffic. And I'm here to tell you, life works the same way. Paul also said in Ephesians, submit one to another. Well, Pastor Manny, I thought that was the man's verse. Wives submit. Wives submit. And that is true. But it also says in that same vicinity in Ephesians... Submit one to another. So a life that's truly blessed and walking in the wisdom of God is a life that understands the importance, church, of being willing to yield and submit. Submit one to another. That kind of goes with being considerate. Yielding one to another. Looking, are we just even looking? And wanting to understand those that are around us. I think that's one of the challenges we face in this time that we live in. 
Nobody wants to listen to anybody anymore. I'm just preaching tonight. No one wants to listen to anybody anymore. And that's why we have so many people crying out for justice. Well, if we'll just do it God's way. That's why he said, do you want, he breaks it down. There ain't but two options, godly wisdom or the wisdom that comes from the world. And he tells us, he shows us right here, which one brings disorder and every evil practice, the wisdom of the world. Or godly wisdom, wisdom that comes from above, what does it do? Oh, it leads us to purity, a good life, blessing. Yes, it does. And then number five, I'm getting there. God only got one more. Hallelujah. Number five, the wise. What did he say after submissive? It says, full of mercy. I like this one. Notice he said, full of mercy. That the wise now, come on, I'm talking about wise people. (laughs) Do you want to be wise? I'll just tell you the way. I'll just go back to what James said. Who among you is wise? He was looking for wise people. Church today, that's what we need in the church. People that are living with wisdom, wise, according to the word of God. Because that church is what leads, hello, to the harvest of righteousness. That's when we see things happening, not only for us, but through us. The wise minimize, when he said full of mercy, Number five is this, the wise minimize the mistakes of others. Oh, Pastor Manny, could you just have left that one out? Can we just, can, could we have just done four and go home? No, because there's six here, not just four. Stay with me, come on. The wise minimize the mistakes of others. That's truly what it means to be full of mercy. Well, what they did was wrong. I understand that, but let it go. Full of mercy. But they did it again. I understand. But let it go. That's being full of mercy. But they did it a third time, Pastor Manny. I get that. But let it go. Full of, I want to get you to wisdom. Full of mercy. But Pastor Manny, they did it a fourth time. Well, in the event of the fourth time, let it go anyway. Why? Because that is being and practicing full of mercy. Why, Pastor Manny? Why? Because church, that's part of of getting to the place where we truly understand that we can live our lives, church, full of mercy and operating in the wisdom of God. You know, there's a story I found about a grandma and a grandpa that were studying, or excuse me, that, that were celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. And all the family was around, had a huge family. And one of the children or grandchildren went up to the grandma and said, Grandma, what's the key? Can you tell me what's been the key to you and grandpa's 60 years of marriage? She said, well... What I did when we first got married, Grandma told her, I made a list of all of Grandpa's faults. And I made a decision that I was just going to overlook them. Made a list of 10 of Grandpa's faults. 
And I just made, made the decision to overlook them. Well, then one of, the, one of the other kids said, well, what were those ten faults I'd like to know? Well, she said, I actually never even got around to writing them down. So whenever he did something wrong, I would just simply say to myself, well, he better be lucky that that was one of the ones on the list. You see that? That's being full of mercy. Full of mercy. Pastor Manny, are you, are you sure this will help a brother out? Are you sure this is really the way to live? Well, I'm as sure as what God's word says in James 3. Getting us to walking in wisdom. Letting this year be your year where you truly see change in your life. We will never see change around us until we first see the change within us. Are you full of mercy tonight? Oh, that's where you find wisdom. That's where you find wisdom and you begin to walking in the wisdom of God. I just believe this. I would rather stand before God having loved too much than having judged too harshly. Oh, yes, we can inspect fruit. I believe that. But more than anything, what did Jesus say? In fact, it was one of the last things he said to his followers before he went up to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection. He said, you will be my witnesses. Notice, he didn't say you'll be my judge. He didn't say you'll be my prosecutors. He said, you would be my witnesses. So church, that is who we've been called to be, is to be those that have mercy. Not judge those that have mercy, full of mercy. That's what James said. That's walking in the wisdom of God. Hey, I know we have the inclination to rub it in. Can I drop a bomb on you tonight? The next time you have the inclination to rub it in, how about flipping the script and rubbing it out? Be full of mercy instead of rubbing it in, you know, getting that one in there. Instead of rubbing it in, how about be the one that rubs it out? I forgive you. I'm full of mercy. Yes, it hurt, but I'm going to walk in wisdom this year because I've walked enough the other way and it ain't working. I don't ever feel the pressure to convince somebody that this really works. I don't, ha- I don't have the pressure to f- ever in life that I have to feel like I have to defend what the Word of God says. You know why? To someone who maybe doesn't see it this way. You want to know why I don't have the pressure? Because I know all they have to do is just go out and live it their way and they'll be back. Because they will understand at some point my way ain't working and that's why they come back. So I know this works because, hey, I know the other way. The other way don't work. Doing it my way, selfish ambition, just wanting it my way, just wanting it how I want it, when I want it, it doesn't work. So I'm, I'm just letting you know this is what works. That's why I'm convinced because it works. It works for me. It works for you. Am I, am I doing okay tonight? It really works. The last one. Hallelujah. Finishing up right on time. Being full of mercy. That's five. Number six, the last one. 
the wise, he said, are impartial and sincere. Here's my, here's my, here's the last one. The wise are authentic, real. That word, in fact, those two words, impartial and sincere, as I come to the close, that is actually two words that are actually one word in the Greek that is the word where we get the word hypocrite from. That's a Greek origin. That word hypocrite is from Greek origin. And you've heard this before, but this this fits real good from my point as I come to the end. The word hypocrite actually Where that word came from, the meaning of that word was a Greek word that was used in this time that would would actually signify an actor that would play different roles in a play. And the, the, way, the reason they come up with that word hypocrite was because the actor would play different roles in a play. He would come out or she would come out and have a mask on playing a particular role in this play. But then later on in the play, this very same actor or actress would come back and would be playing a different role, wearing a different mask. And that's the real meaning where we get the word hypocrite comes from. That's what that word really refers to. It's a person who wears different masks watch this now yeah we've been wearing masks in the natural and that using wisdom hello nothing wrong with wearing a mask during this time but church I just wonder how many of us maybe have been wearing masks hiding things within our heart I'm going to end with a good one tonight See, when we're hiding things and not being authentic and real and sincere, do you want to know what that does? It hinders us. It does many things. One thing it'll do, it will hinder you from walking and living a good life. Acting one way but really living another. Or putting on a smile but yet, but really I'm, and you fill in the blank. And see, that's why we have church. So we can feel comfortable enough and safe enough in a place, maybe not in this setting, but in a small group or maybe just having lunch with somebody, a friend in the church, where you can come to the place where you realize, wait a minute, can you help me with this? Take that mask off. Nobody knows because, see, I can put on the smile. I can sing the songs with the best of them, Pastor Manny. I'll even do a jig every once in a while if Miss Tracy will do my favorite song. But all the while, I'm smiling, but I'm... And you come to the place where you understand, wait a minute, I've been called to be authentic and real and sincere. I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm really... No one knows that I've, and you just simply come to the place where you take the mask off. And the Lord showed me, church, the reason he wants us living authentic and real. So that we can walk in a good life and a blessed life. Not trying to be somebody or pretending to be somebody that we're not.
or just living in silence, feeling like you have to keep that to yourself. No, no, no. That's wearing that mask. He wants to take that mask off so you can experience the good life. You can be healed. You can be delivered. You can be set free. And I'll end with this story. This is something that just the Lord gave me to end close this message out. Talking about being authentic. There was a friend of mine who actually used to go to church here. If I mentioned his name, many of you would know him. They moved away, so they no longer go to church here. But they were here in our church for about a year, and he attended one of our previous Bible studies, not this last one, but a couple, maybe a couple ones before. And we just developed this friendship. He was a very successful businessman, had his own company, was very successful, married, doing real well. But as we began to get to know one another, he began to open up a little bit. In fact, I'll never forget, he called me one night when we were, I was at home. And I'll never forget, he was hurting. Him and his wife, their marriage was in crisis. And he called me and he said, can you help me out? I don't know what to do. And I'll never forget it because I remember I walked outside the front door of our house and I actually ministered to him on the front porch of our house, outside by the water fountain. And I just began, you know how we do in those situations? We just I'll rely on the Holy Spirit to give us the words to say. And that's exactly what happened. God ministered to him. But the reason I bring that up is because just recently he private messaged me. And he said, hey, I just wanted to share this with you. It's, a, it's me giving my testimony on video. It's low quality. It's not very good. But I wanted to give it to you so that you can just see. What God's done in my life. See, he was delivered from drugs and alcohol. And that was, pro that was part of the marriage issue. See, usually the issue is never the issue. The marriage issue was a result of a drug and alcohol issue. But you see, my point is this. This got me because in that very text that he sent me on private message, I wanted you to have this so you can see it. So you can just simply hear my testimony of what God's done delivering me from drugs and alcohol. In fact, he went on to say, my wife and I are now leaders of a Celebrate Recovery group. They're living uh, in northern Oklahoma, in northeastern Oklahoma. And they're leaders of a Celebrate, and Recov a Ce a Celebrate Recovery group. Now watch this. This is what he said. I just wanted to say thank you for pouring into this broken vessel. That got me. And when I, when I read that, I, just, I felt like it was the Holy Spirit just giving me the words to respond back. And this is what I said. Of course, I said, man, we're so happy for you guys to see what God is doing, how he's using you and where you are now compared to where you were maybe a couple years ago, all that God's done, the real transforming power that I taught about tonight. That's now his reality, not the same person he used to be. But now watch this. I said, you know what? When he said, thank you for pouring into this broken vessel, I responded back and said, those are the only kind of vessels God can use. So that's my point tonight. See, God wants us to be unmasked. God wants us to just recognize where, we're, where we are so we can be church healed and made whole and delivered and set on a path so that we can live a good life, a blessed life. And church, that's how we do it. It's by just simply walking in the wisdom of God. And church, 
It's right there in the word of God. If we'll just simply choose to walk in obedience to God's word. I just declare this over you right now. Because Pastor and Miss Tracy had me in the declaring mood before we go. And I believe you'll receive it. I want to just speak this over you. That you walk in godly wisdom. You walk in godly wisdom. You are wise, and you will not settle another day to live unwise, but you'll live wise. This is your year to live the kind of life God's created you to live. God's already purposed for you to live, but Pastor Manny, you don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. That's not the key to your joy and peace and and blessing. The key to it all is not what's going on around you. It's what's going on in you. It begins with the pure heart. If you're here tonight, you just need to say, I got to get my heart right with God. I'm not going to call anybody forward, but I will give you some instruction. Go to somebody and just simply unmask yourself and say, I realize now my, what's missing and my next step to walking in the blessed life and to have a good life this year, to be made whole, to be filled with his spirit and his love and joy and peace, be full of mercy. Peaceful, not argumentative. Come on. Hallelujah. I believe that's who we are tonight, church. I just speak it over you. In Jesus' name. You receive that tonight? I know that you do. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Jesus. That's who we are. That's that's the way we're going to walk this year. In wisdom from above. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for this night. Thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that we receive it. We let it penetrate our hearts tonight, Father, and we allow you, Lord, to do what you need to do because this is our year to walk in your blessing and to live not just a good life but the blessed life, the life that is only found after we truly come to know you in a personal way. And allow you to do the work on the inside of us so that we can begin to walk in your wisdom, not the wisdom of the world, but your wisdom, your word, which leads to your blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. We love you, church. You are dismissed. Thank you for being here. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. If you need prayer, you can come down for prayer. We love you. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning.